0: Bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF.
1: And welcome back to the Memphis AAF podcast. I am Michelle. I am the reason we took a week off last week. I am so sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. As I'm sure you can tell I'm sick, still getting over this cold. It's just hanging on. Will not leave me alone. But anyway... You'll just have to bear with me. We are back again. I'm Michelle, and I'm joined by my husband. Happy anniversary, Daniel.
0: Oh, yeah. Today is our anniversary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are spending it talking about the AAF.
0: What better way to spend an anniversary, right?
1: I can think of some better ways, but this isn't so bad.
0: So, guys out there, if you're thinking of something nice to get your wife a nice conversation about the AAF is a solid, solid decision.
1: Only if you both are enthusiastic about it. Otherwise, I, I do not recommend this.
0: Look, if she's not enthusiastic about it or vice versa, ladies, if your husband isn't enthusiastic about the uh, AAF, is this really a marriage you need to be in?
1: Wow. Wow.
0: This is relationship advice from Dana Michelle. No.
1: Tune in next week. <laughs> I do not condone or support this advice.
0: Well, since we did miss a week, we have quite a bit to cover.
1: Yeah, this is a big episode. Yeah. Just lots of news.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So forgive us for uh, some of this might be a little bit dated, might have been covered elsewhere, but it hasn't been covered by us. And that's a nice little charming.
1: Yeah, we're um, the only people that you should come to for news. So if we haven't talked about it.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening to somebody else to get your news. How dare you? Mm, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. I know there are some uh, other podcasts that are trying to creep into our space. I don't I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> this, <laughs> we run this show.
1: Yeah, we run this shit. <laughs> so what kind of dated news are we talking about first? Before we
0: get into that, let's also issue just a, another little bit of an apology. Yeah, we've been talking for a couple weeks that we're going to keep covering the coaches. Obviously, the draft and the camp are time sensitive. So and it's just really big news. So once again, we're pushing back the coaches to a later episode.
1: And and one more apology. We're just on an apology tour at this point. (laughs) We have to apologize to Lucas. I posted about this in our Instagram stories. (laughs) If you guys go back to what was it like the third episode?
0: I don't know. It's been a while. It was like the episode after we did the get together.
1: Yeah. So which was August, September. Anyway, a long time ago, we called out Lucas, who works for the Express, and we called him out because he wasn't listening to our our podcast. He has since started listening to our podcast and has even called me out for not apologizing. So I am so sorry. Everyone stop giving Lucas shit. He's been listening. He's awesome. Thank you, Lucas, for listening.
0: But if you're following us on Instagram and you watch our stories, then, you know, we've already addressed that there. And if you haven't, why aren't you following us on Instagram? Yeah.
1: Quality content like apologies left and right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At Memphis AAF pod. There you are. So now let's get into the news.
1: Damn. What? what, what? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so One more apology, guys. No. <laughs> I gave Michelle a soundboard.
1: You don't have to apologize for this. <laughs> this is podcast genius. I'm just hitting random buttons at this point.
0: Moving swiftly on. (laughs) (laughs) We are never going to get through this episode.
1: Let's do it. Let's go to the news.
0: Our head coach.
1: Yes, Mike Singletary.
0: That's the one. Also known as a heart of the defense when he played for the Bears.
1: Yep, I know that. (laughs) No, no, for all, I knew that.
0: Okay, okay. But now he's showing heart in a different way. Aww. Yeah. He is working with an organization called The Last Well, whose goal is to provide drinking water to Liberia.
1: That is so cool.
0: Yeah, if you don't remember, Liberia was hit hard with, with the Ebola outbreak, yeah. um, amongst other nations in the African continent. But they're focusing on Liberia, which we actually had a friend who I think she left just before that outbreak, or like as it was ramping up, or something.
1: Yeah, my best friend was in the Peace Corps in in Liberia for two years. The end of her two years overlapped with the Ebola outbreak, so we were all freaked out. But anyway. So I am slightly familiar with Liberia, and it's so cool that he's working with an organization to bring them fresh drinking water, which is something I know I take for granted every day.
0: And he gave an interview, and he was quoted as saying, just having a difficult time growing up when my parents divorced when I was young. And when you look back on those times, you think, wow, that was really difficult. And then you look across the world, you have a country of people, the forgotten people, who can't even get a drink of clean water. You think again, what the heck am I complaining about?
1: Yeah, that's so cool. It's so true. So big ups to Mike Singletary.
0: Yeah, for real. Now, if you've been following us on social media, you might have seen a jersey kind of making the rounds.
1: Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) That was another soundboard. Yeah. um, Okay. I have thoughts on this jersey, but hit us with your newsy things first.
0: Just uh, there's an Instagram user at AAF analyst, and I'll put a link to their account in the show notes, posted what looks to be, a retail version of the Salt Lake Stallions jersey. So it won't be the ones the players are using, but ones you can buy from the shop.
1: Now, before you get too far in your speculations on this, I want to say that if indeed this is a jersey, okay? Like, that was kind of my thought whenever I saw the jersey. was like, uh, this just looks like a regular fucking jersey. Boring. Yeah, and I we've been told, especially about, didn't Koshay say that Starter was changing the game? And they were really going to bring us with some fresh, awesome stuff. So seeing this was just like a letdown. Yeah. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, it's uh it's uh not not good. No. It's pretty ugly.
1: It's the, just basic.
0: Yeah, the font isn't great. It's like this kind of bubble font. And there's very little actually like anything about it. There's a couple patches on the arms, a couple patches in the chest, one for like the inaugural season, mm-hmm. has like the AAF logo and starter on the back. And it's uh
1: it's just a plain blue jersey with some patches. Yeah,
0: yeah. So my theory is this isn't a real leak. This is somebody who tried to, like, make a copy of what they think the jersey is going to be. Like, they ordered just, like, a blank blue jersey from some uh, manufacturer.
1: Amazon.com?
0: Yeah. Or Alibaba.com. Ordered, like, custom patches and just, like, threw that shit on themselves.
1: Yeah, because even when you said that and pointed it out to me, the numbers don't line up right and they look like they're different fonts. Mm-hmm. Different sizes like they just don't go together.
0: Yeah. And the patches are kind of kind of the, the the spacing is really off.
1: Yeah, So we're really hoping these are not legit.
0: Yeah. And uh, the guy that runs the Shipyard podcast. So if you're a fan of the fleet and you want to get some fleet specific stuff, check out their podcast. Um, but he said that it's probably like some shitty apparel company that's just making knockoff jerseys to kind of capitalize or sell these cheap versions of the AAF stuff.
1: Well, and that would make sense because we don't have anything yet. So it would be easy to be the first ones out there to make a quick buck. And I'm sure they might be cheaper than actual AAF jerseys are. So,
0: Yeah, they better because it is that bad. (laughs) Fun fact, the jersey that was displayed is actually for Garrett Grayson. Okay. Who is a quarterback that was signed to the Stallions, but he actually was signed to the Broncos.
1: He was originally signed to the Broncos or was recently signed to the Broncos?
0: I think he was signed before. He spent some time in the NFL. But he signed with the Stallions, but he's been now signed with the Broncos practice squad.
1: Okay, so he's no longer playing for the AAF.
0: (laughs) Correct. Was that was that confusing? Yes. Okay. so Garrett Grayson was playing for the AAF and now he's playing for the Broncos on the practice squad. All
1: right. Way to go, Grayson.
0: Yeah. So two things. One, it's a bummer for the AAF because obviously he's a quality quarterback that the NFL sees value in. But on the flip side, it shows that the AAF has high caliber talent.
1: Exactly. That was my first thought was when you were telling me about this, you seemed a little bummed out about it. But one, I think that we should totally expect this. I think that we should expect to quote unquote lose players to the NFL. Not that it's a loss, but we'll see them sign with that league. So I think that we should expect that. And again, it just shows like you said that the AAF has talent worth playing in the NFL.
0: Absolutely. So there's some questions I have because As we discussed in episode three, I believe, the way the contracts work, you're free to sign if you get interest from an NFL team. You're you're able to sign with the NFL. Mm -hmm. But I saw somewhere, I can't remember who said it, so I don't know if this is an official, like somebody with the AAF saying this, but that if you're signed to the practice squad, then your contract with the AAF is still valid.
1: Oh, okay. So he can still come back.
0: Yeah. Obviously he can, but he can still essentially play for both teams. But the thing to remember is that the NFL practice squad contracts expire in January at the end of the regular season.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So he's on the Broncos practice squad, but he could still play regular season AAF football? Yeah. Weird. Right. Would the NFL contract allow him to do that?
0: Well, that's what I'm getting into. Okay. So the NFL practice squad contracts expire in January. And I don't know how that works if the team makes it to the playoffs. Okay. But essentially, at the end of the season, the contracts expire And the practice squad players can choose to, I can think if they're offered, can sign a future contract with the NFL. So at the end of the season, I guess these practice squad players are going to have the decision. Do they want to try for that? Or they want to play in the AAF, show what they can do, maybe help raise their stock a little bit. And then once the NFL offseason gets into full swing, try to make it onto an NFL team there.
1: Wow. I mean, that's just really interesting, the strategy behind that. I think if I were a player on a practice squad for an NFL team, I would definitely want to put some time in on the field. Because like we heard from the agent, Nathan Shackelford, a few weeks ago. Episode 11. Playing time is great. Anytime you can get tape to show what you have, to show your strengths, that's going to do you way more good than just sitting at home, working out on the offseason, hoping that you get play time. Because on an NFL team, there's three strings and then practice squad. It
0: depends on the position and what the team does. But yeah.
1: So it seems like it would be way better to play, get the tape, Hopefully, like you said, up your chances and show what you've got and then go back maybe to the NFL or stay on the AAF and just play.
0: And then one other thing to consider is the practice squad players, they're not playing real football. And by that, I mean, so just throw an example, Nick Mullins, we're 49ers fans, so we like to use the 49ers in a lot of examples. Nick Mullins is our third string quarterback. Yeah. He was signed from the practice squad when Jimmy Grappolo got injured. Sure. Sure. When he was on the practice squad, he wasn't running the plays that the Niners used. He's a camp arm. So, like, he's there, like, if the defense is running something, he's there to, like, make the throws they need him to make so the, the players on the roster can practice. Sure. He's there to help them practice. He's not practicing himself. Right. And so, being on the practice squad, while it gives you the best chance to make it onto a roster because the team see what you're doing in practice, mm-hmm. it's, I don't think it's as good of experience to try to get on another team.
1: Yeah, and like we heard in a player interview, I can't remember which which player said this. You're not going to go full out against your own guys in practice or in a in a scrimmage. You're just right. not going to go full out, so you're never going to get to see the full benefit or actual playing on a practice squad. And if you play for the AAF and then you want to try to play for an NFL team, you've got all 32 teams looking at you. But if you're on a practice squad, none of the other teams are looking at you because you're already signed to a practice squad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So your chances of actually getting anywhere are. Fewer, it seems like.
0: Yeah. And you can sign. So a team can sign players from practice squads in NFL mm-hmm. as long as they sign them to the roster. But you're not getting the same kind of exposure as you're going to get with the AAF.
1: Right. I think I'm hoping that the AAF is going to be watched by. Yeah,
0: it's definitely going to be.
1: I just really hope that this is, you know, legit and people. I mean, I know it's legit. I just hope it's being taken seriously by other people.
0: And I think by the NFL, I think it definitely is. Because a lot of our like coaches and scouts for the AAF have a lot of access in the NFL. One, because they have the history. They know people in the league. And two, like the NFL, I think, sees the AAF for a development league. Mm-hmm. And so there's a way to get maybe their fringe players some practice and development so they can bring them onto the roster. John Gruden of the Raiders was having, I think, Phil Savage. I think he's with the hot shots. Okay. They were like he was going to like their training camps, like their offseason, just like hanging out with the team. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a lot of support. Yes. From the NFL. Yeah. For what the AAF is doing.
1: It's just really exciting.
0: Yeah. So while we're talking about that on episode 11, when we talked to Nathan, we speculated. I don't know if it was during the interview or something we just talked about, but we speculated about. No, we did talk about the interview.
1: Oh, college players? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whether they'll skip their second semester to join the AAF. Right. In preparation for NFL. Yeah. So apparently the AAF will not allow that.
1: Oh, so they won't be signing like people fresh at, still in yeah. college.
0: So they're not going to be signing like kids out of high school. One, that's a really good idea just because their bodies aren't developed enough.
1: Yeah. Isn't it like two years out of high school? They have I to be? think so. I think you said that at some point.
0: They won't be signing fresh out of college because the AAF wants to give the players a chance to get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So once that once you try it for the NFL, it doesn't work. Then January comes around and then you have the AAF to fall back on.
1: That is fucking genius. That's yeah. another thing the AAF is doing right. There's so many things. There, I mean, I can complain all day, especially <laughs> about the name. I'm still not letting it go. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a lot of things that they're doing right, especially when it comes to players' rights and them having the ability to really get the most out of their careers that they can. Yeah. So by giving them a chance to sign with an NFL team first, it, it's like giving them the best opportunity and it's recognizing they're that they aren't trying to compete with the NFL.
0: I wonder if that's part of it just to show the NFL is like, hey, we're not going to like try to sweep, sweep under you and snatch these guys straight out of college. We're
1: not trying to gouge your talent.
0: Yeah. Do we exhaust that topic?
1: I think so. All right.
0: Moving on. Big news. Big news. Uh-huh. The AAF has officially signed. Their sideline hat supplier.
1: Oh my God, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, Dan was clicking through tabs on his browser before we started recording to kind of refresh his mind on the news. And one of them said there is an official hat chosen for the side, an official sideline hat. And I'm like, that's just so dumb. <laughs> Are there official shoelaces chosen? Is there yes, an official think, um... whistle chosen? No, 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 you're full of shit. There's no official shoelaces. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so minor. It's like um, those jokes. Again, Talladega. Ballad of Ricky Bobby, they put a goddamn, um, uh,
0: I know this is distracting, but I do sure love big Newtons.
1: It's (laughs) it's an advertisement on the windshield of this car. Like, are we just going to put ads and and official sponsors on everything? It's stupid.
0: Hey, whatever it takes to make the AAF a success.
1: (laughs) I sounds like you're a mouthpiece of a team or something. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) That sounded like way too official.
0: Just think. The more they, the more money they get from these sponsors, the less they need to get from the fans.
1: Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I know <laughs> overall it's, it's a good thing. It's just it's silly. It it is silly.
0: So, this really isn't in our wheelhouse. You know, this isn't the topics we cover. But if you want this hard hitting journalism on <laughs> the AAF hats, check out the Shipyard Podcast because they are doing a deep dive into this very topic. Their episode's out now, so go check it out if you want that kind of hard hitting journalism.
1: Don't you mean hard hatting journalists? (laughs) (laughs) You love it. So we're gonna move on
0: (laughs) to actually something that's like really cool.
1: So I don't know if I should trust you at this point.
0: Fair enough. But I ran some errands today. I was actually on my way to get some merch for the team, but I it was kind of late and I didn't want to like, I thought they were closed, like nobody's at the office. Speaking of. We are getting some merch. Okay. A couple, couple of items to give away this weekend at our meetup, November 10th.
1: Wait, I don't I don't get to keep it?
0: Ha, you already have merch. You have a shirt. You have your hat.
1: I want more. You we want your... more. We want more.
0: <laughs> Spread the wealth. Okay, fine. So it's going to be this Saturday at the Arcade Restaurant yep. on Main Street.
1: Uh-huh. Guess who won't be there?
0: Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got more <laughs> obligations. I've
1: got work! When we were talking about this event, like, before today... I was just like, yeah, November 10th, sure, I'll be there. And then this whole time I've known I have an event. Speaking of which, the Express will be at this event. This is Crafts and Drafts at the Crosstown Building in Midtown Memphis. Craft beers, craft fair. It's a cool event. I'll be there selling my wares. I'll be there.
0: This uh this episode is brought to you by Sparkle Adventures <laughs> shop.
1: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that that that's me, guys. It's Sparkle Adventures. Okay. Uh I'll be at Crafts and Drafts. Express will be at Crafts and Drafts. Uh the event is from 10 to four and then the meetup is at five so you do have time to hit up both but i will not be able to
0: yeah and speaking of events that michelle won't be able to attend oh my god. at the meetup we will be giving away a ticket to join me and the hub we're giving away michelle's ticket to the home opener for the express
1: Yep, because again i won't be there for that either i swear to god i love this team and i'm excited about it you would never know but i i swear <laughs> i am so again the event four. The ticket to the home opener will be at the arcade restaurant at 5 p.m.
0: Yeah. And go on to my Facebook page. I'll put a link in the show notes, as always. So, like, let me know if you're going to go to the event so I can kind of get an idea of what to expect. But, like, the link to the event on Facebook will be in the show notes. Does that make sense? I think so. I'm giving a kind of a weird explanation, but yeah. It'll be there. All right. Show notes are at MemphisAAF.com slash one five. Everything will be there. So now on to the cool thing.
1: No, you keep saying, now <laughs> on to the cool thing. Well, then
0: we get distracted by other things that I keep forgetting to bring up. Okay, okay, okay. A little intro into what I'm about to talk about. I was running errands earlier, uh-huh. and I saw a billboard for the Express. No
1: way! Way. Where?
0: It was at Poplar 240. Huh. Over like where the Starbucks is. Yeah. There was like a billboard there, electronic one. Yeah. I was coming, uh, Poplar, turning onto 240, uh-huh. and it was cycling through. And How I saw cool. the Express. I tried to get a picture, but it went on to the next one before I had a chance to. Gotcha. But, advertisement... Is out there. And speaking of, we are going to play you the promo
1: for the AAF. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch this. You mentioned it, and I haven't tried to go find it on my own. It's out there, so I'll make sure to watch it.
0: So what do you think?
1: Um, Okay, it looks cool.
0: Yeah, it's just like a quick 10-second Little thing. I think it's gonna be shown like during college football games. Okay. So just like a little transition. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: It's bright lights. People are saying like it reminds them of Tron.
1: Well, at first it reminded me of Fox Sports.
0: Oh yeah, like with the robotic yeah because, football player.
1: Right. If you guys watched uh Sunday football on Fox, you'll know that they have that robot. Uh it's kind of like a transformer like character thing. Doesn't it remind you of that? Even with like the spiking of the ball. Yeah. Reminiscent of that. Anyway, sure. Okay.
0: So my initial thought, like, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's fun. Gets people's attention. But the tagline for the the promo is a new football league. Really generic. I wish they would have gone with theirs. Um, what they had when they first announced, like, what if football doesn't have to end? Yeah. I feel like that would have had a better impact.
1: Yeah. Because looking at this, it looks like a stock video. It, it doesn't look like anything specific to the Very generic. Yeah. A new football league. And then it's got the AAF logo.
0: Yeah. And then the website, and then February 2019, and then CBS. Their okay. media partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not ideal, but it's awesome to see like advertisement out there. And um, the Salt Lake Stallions have advertisements at their stadium that they're going to be playing at, like mm-hmm. their billboards. And the Apollos have shown that they have billboards out in Orlando.
1: Yeah, this is what people have been wanting to see because looking in the Facebook group, People are saying, why, why isn't there any ads? Why is nothing going on? Why is the word not getting out there? This is what we've been waiting on is for this to really hit the ground when it comes to marketing.
0: Yeah. As frustrating as it is that there's so like the information is coming so slow. Really, it is the best way because then we like we're always getting something new.
1: Yeah. Well, not only that, it's a development league. They don't have everything set up. They don't have all the news ready to come out. They're still figuring things out. So they can't Release anything before they know. That was something that, that Jacob said in his interview in the last episode. Was they want to make sure that they release this stuff the right way, and they don't want to tell us and then not be able to come through.
0: Yeah, because they're still working on a lot of it.
1: Right. So it, it makes sense.
0: So on to the main event. Mm-chicka, mm-chicka, mm-chicka,
1: mm-chicka, 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 mm-chicka,
0: mm-chicka. We've got two items that have come out of the AAF that are actually like, a really big deal. Okay. So the first thing we know. Where the AAF championship is going to be played.
1: Didn't we just talk about that in the last episode? Did we? about Vegas and partying. And I, I actually, I feel like I need to make a correction. Here we go. I keep talking about like, I'm going to be so drunk and find me before the games, before I get wasted. I don't like ever drink.
0: Which means like even after her one beer, she's going to be <laughs> smashed.
1: <laughs> That's not true. I just don't want there to be like this false um, uh, personification of me as like an alcoholic or something. I like never drink. So... Okay, now they've gotten out of the way. It'll be fun to go to Vegas. It'll be warm. Well, when's the championship going to be played? Like in April. Oh, okay. It's true.
0: It's Vegas. I mean, it's in the desert.
1: I, I but it, doesn't it get cold at night in the desert?
0: Yeah. Maybe.
1: I have no thoughts on Vegas, to be totally honest with you. Like, I've, I've been there. I went to Coca Cola and I think maybe Eminem has a thing there. I stayed at Circus Circus. I was 13 years old. Didn't even go to the circus part of Circus Circus. So that's all I got, Vegas.
0: I've never been, so I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. Cool. Yeah. A lot of people are. There's been a lot of uh, disgruntled fans.
1: That's a lot of football in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, with I, the Raiders. Yeah, but the Raiders won't be there until next year, right?
0: Right. But this is for the first two years, at least, of the Alliance. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Huh. Okay. Yeah. Why two years? I don't know. The NFL moves around every year, which is what I was kind of expecting. Yeah. So it's weird that it's in Vegas. It's...
0: It's different for the Alliance just because you don't know what's gonna be like in two years but
1: and there's no one in Vegas why Vegas
0: yeah and that's what a lot of fans are saying so like it guarantees that there's gonna be a neutral site
1: <laughs> yeah no one's there
0: <laughs> but so like a lot of people are saying that whoever like the first seed or like whoever um, like the number one team going into the championship mm-hmm. should host the game the problem with that is we don't know who that's gonna be.
1: Yeah, and a lot of these stadiums, they aren't AAF-exclusive stadiums.
0: Yeah, like the Liberty Bowl, we are the only tennis so we could do that, right. conceivably. But a lot of these other stadiums aren't. And so it'd be impossible to try to schedule this last minute based on whoever is in the, in the team.
1: Yeah, and I kind of like that, because if we wanted to, we could probably go get tickets to Vegas now. I mean, I Maybe. guess we don't know when the game is exactly, do we? Or has that been announced?
0: Just on April 26th.
1: Well, okay, we could go get our tickets right now. To <laughs> yeah, go they're to selling it, but yeah. On...
0: But you can start preparing now. Like, okay, well, we need, this is what we need to do.
1: Right. I was talking about flights. We could go buy our
0: flights. Oh, I got, like tickets to the game. Like, I don't even know if they're selling it, but yeah. No, yeah, no. we can we can get flights.
1: Right. So we could go ahead and prepare that way, which is nice. Book our hotel. Yeah.
0: And so like the NFL, they usually play in like... It's one way they get teams to build new stadiums. Like they'll give them the Super Bowl.
1: Which is bullshit, but yep. anyway.
0: That's, a, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but... The odds of that happening are very slim of like uh, a team in the Super Bowl playing in their own stadium. Yeah. Because out of 32 teams, the odds of whoever's hosting the Super Bowl to actually win all the way out
1: is one in 32. Right.
0: Whereas in the <laughs> AAF, if you do that math, it's one in eight.
1: Right. How do you feel about Vegas?
0: I'm indifferent. OK. So there's a couple things. One, it makes sense just because with gambling being such an integral part of the AAF business model. True. It makes sense that they would do it in Vegas. With the connection with the MGM and just like really bringing that aspect of it to the forefront.
1: I wonder if they're trying to step on McMahon's toes a little bit because. Why is that? Doesn't wrestling in Vegas like go hand in hand? Or am I thinking more of like boxing and MMA? That, that might be more of what I'm thinking. Yeah. But like I feel, fight nights.
0: But I feel like wrestling is in there of that kind of entertainment. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Sure. Vegas. Okay. We'll be there.
0: Okay. A lot of people had the opinion that it's difficult for the East Coast fans. How it'd be easy for like somebody in Salt Lake to make that trip compared to somebody in Atlanta or Orlando.
1: You can say that about literally anywhere. (laughs) Okay. That's so irritating. Sorry, buy a goddamn flight. It's not going to be any different for you to get a flight to Vegas than it would be for you to get a flight to Chicago. Just fucking fly. And Vegas, I feel like I could be wrong here, but I feel like because it's such a destination city, they've got cheap flights. It's easy to get there. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, I don't care about people's complaints when it comes to travel. Just fucking buy a flight. Like just do it. If you want to go, then go.
0: The world's never been smaller, really. With a
1: Or larger. What's your point? No, I'm just saying like
0: <laughs> you can get anywhere in the world like easily.
1: Yeah, I, I mean again, a flight is a flight. Just buy a goddamn ticket. Like it would be really difficult for people on the West Coast to get to like New York. I just think that that argument is stupid. <laughs> if that if you're complaining about traveling to Vegas, I don't give a fuck. Damn. <laughs>
0: So the first two championship games will be played at UNLV's Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas. Okay, cool. University of Las Vegas?
1: Yep. UNLV. University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Aha!
0: There you go. It has a capacity of 40,000 people.
1: That's a lot. Is it? Well, the Liberty Bowl holds, what, 20,000?
0: 61,000.
1: Okay, never mind.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, that's one thing, is having a little bit of a smaller stadium.
1: It's going to be a good thing.
0: It's going to be televised. So you want to make sure it looks packed out. So even if like you don't get the numbers to like say fill the Liberty Bowl, Mm -hmm. like forty, it's a lot easier to fill a forty thousand seat and make it look good, yeah, than to like fill out a fucking hundred thousand seat.
1: What's our other big news, Daniel?
0: The QB camp and draft is coming up.
1: Yeah, doesn't start on Monday. What? Monday. Monday. The twelfth. Saturday. Holy shit. I asked you when we were prepping for the episode, you said it's this month. And I was like, when this month? It's already the 7th today when we're recording. And you were like, it's on the 12th. And I'm like, oh, OK. It didn't occur to you at the time? No. Th- that's Monday?
0: Numbers have no meaning to me, apparently. Yeah. In just a few days, the QB camp is going to be starting up.
1: Where's that happening?
0: The Alamo Dome. Oh. In uh, San Antonio. Well, yeah. San Antonio is like the place for the AAF, apparently. OK, cool. Yeah. So it's going to be the 12th to the 14th. They're going to be running through drills, kind of showing up what they got.
1: I guess we're not going. I guess not. Nobody's
0: uh, invited us. Charlie, come on, dude. Just let us hook us up, man.
1: We've got fans out here that want to know.
0: Yeah. Give the people what they want. For real, though. Hopefully, we get something more than what we got for the Combines. We got like two video clips from the Combines. Yeah. Hopefully, there's something.
1: Maybe next year, they'll recognize the importance of our podcast. Yeah. And they'll let us in. Let us yeah. in. Okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> QB camp happening. So, drills and stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just, you know. QB is doing QB things.
1: Remind us about how it works. How what works? So each team gets to reserve one quarterback?
0: So we're getting into the draft now. Oh, yeah. This has never been done before. Okay. November 27th, once again, in Las Vegas, they're going to be doing the QB draft.
1: Is that on Thanksgiving Day? Is it? When is Thanksgiving? Calendar? No, Thanksgiving's the 22nd. Yeah. Two weeks from tomorrow. Guys. If you're listening to this on Thursday, the day this comes out, Thanksgiving is in two fucking weeks. It came up so fast.
0: Man, that's bullshit.
1: Uh, two weeks. Okay, sorry.
0: Back on topic. So it's going to be in Vegas. We're going to have the QB draft, and it's going to be what they're calling the pick or protect. Okay. So the draft is four rounds long.
1: Sounds like a game show. Ba-da-da-da, pick or protect.
0: Today on pick or protect, <laughs> we have Zach Meddenbick and Cheeseburger. Yeah. Pick or protect. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
1: Guys, we should be the host of this. This would be awesome. Okay.
0: Charlie, where are you at? Actually, Heinz Ward is going to be hosting the draft.
1: Oh, he's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be hard to kind of compete with him, but we're going to work on it next year.
1: Is this going to be televised? Yes. Oh.
0: So we'll get to that later. Okay. I'm I'm getting so fucking distracted. (laughs) See, this is what happens when you take a week off and we miss all this. There's so much going on.
1: Stop yelling at me. (laughs) I was sick. And I'm out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so where was i so the draft november 27th is going to be a pick or protect all right uh four rounds and the first round is kind of like a double feature type thing okay so we go through all eight teams and one by one they decide if they want to pick somebody from the pool or protect somebody that's allocated to them based on region okay Does that make sense yes okay so they
1: can pick out of the pool of how many
0: Uh, I think it's at 42.
1: Okay, so they can pick one of the 42 or they can protect someone that's already allocated to them?
0: They can choose to pick from the pool, but they don't actually get a pick right then. So they go the first half of the first round. They go team by team and they decide if they want to pick somebody from the pool in the second half of the round or protect somebody that's allocated to them. Okay. For example, and this whole list will be in the show notes. I made a shitty little graphic. (laughs) But it gets the job done of all the players that are signed with. And this is only for players signed with the AAF right now. And maybe if they sign players moving forward. I don't know.
1: Wait, you made that? Yes. That's not shitty.
0: (laughs) It works. It's functional. Okay, so, for example, Memphis has eight players that are signed with the AAF that are allocated to us. Quarterbacks? Yes.
1: That seems like a lot.
0: It is. We have more than anybody.
1: (laughs) I was wondering what all the red was.
0: And, for example, the San Diego Fleet has three. We have eight. Yeah. Right. And the the Legends, the Hot Shots, and the Fleet all have three. Okay. And we have eight. So, for example, Memphis has eight. Um, Austin Allen, Alejandro Benefield. Okay. Troy Cook, Tyler Ferguson, Jesse Huskett, Zach, Ben Bacon Cheeseburger, Alex Ross, and Matt Sims. Okay. Whenever it gets to us, we decide, or I guess Will Lewis and the team decides, Whether or not they want to choose one of these players to protect or say, we're not going to, we're going to pick. Okay. Okay. So they go through all eight teams and they decide if they want to protect one of their players Mm -hmm. or choose to pick from the pool. Okay. So let's say, have the teams choose to pick and have the teams choose to protect. Okay. Those that protect have their quarterbacks. Okay. That's their first round pick. Sure. Then the ones that chose to pick. Out of those that are remaining, they get a pick from everybody.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: So the first pick goes to the San Diego Fleet. Okay. They have three players. Sure. I don't know anything about them. Maybe they're good maybe they're not. Okay. But let's say they're like, we don't feel confident about any of those guys. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick. So then they step aside. Birmingham Iron goes second. And they get to choose from one of their seven. Okay. And then you go through all eight teams. And then you go back and San Diego Fleet's like, all right, well, now I want you know, somebody from Memphis because they have all the best quarterbacks. Do we? Oh, we have some really good ones. Awesome. And like, they're they're good quarterbacks all over. Sure. So very interesting the way, hopefully I explained that properly.
1: I think so. So essentially you don't get to pick out of all them. You get to pick after those have been protected, were protected. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense.
0: So we're the seventh pick. Okay. Which puts us in a really interesting position. So the commander is our eighth. Okay. So everybody else, we get to see what they decide. And then it's like, okay, we can choose based on them. Do we want to go with one of our guys or maybe the Iron have a a guy we really want? And they chose to protect. So maybe like, hey, maybe we can get that guy.
1: You've got to be really confident in your GM manager. Who's Will Lewis?
0: Will Lewis is our GM.
1: And he's the one doing the picking.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Singletary and like the other coaches all have input. But Will Lewis is the one that builds the team.
1: It's just like whenever I go into fantasy football, I, I don't do it right. I'm not very good at it. So like I've got a plan going in that I want to stick to. But then, of course, it never sticks a plan because people don't pick the way I would want them to pick. Mm-hmm. So I don't make good decisions on the fly. So you really have to trust that whoever's picking is going to make some good decisions.
0: Yeah, there is definitely a gamble.
1: It's really interesting. And it's totally different from the NFL. So it's like completely different strategy. Yeah. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah. So is it, it'd be interesting to see what Memphis does, because we have some good names. Obviously, Zach Mettenberger.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Zach. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Metten Bacon Cheeseburger.
0: And Alejandro Benefield is a well-liked player. Okay. Austin Allen is... Like, I don't know. I don't follow college football, so I'm not real uh, into these. Mm-hmm. But I put a poll out there, and I was expecting like Zach Mettenberger, sorry, Zach Metten Bacon Cheeseburger to be like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. But everybody was like, actually, he. it was pretty even between him and a few of the other ones. Really? Yeah. Cool. So there's no telling.
1: I'm excited to see all of this go down.
0: Yes. And it's only like two and a half weeks away. Or three and a half.
1: Two and a half. Man. Today's the seventh.
0: Crazy. So the draft order, San Diego Fleet, Birmingham Iron, Arizona Hot Shots, Orlando, Apollo. God, that's so hard to say. <laughs> Atlanta Legends, Salt Lake Stallions, Memphis Express, and San Antonio Commanders.
1: You give me shit for hating the Express, but you don't like the Apollos. You still haven't gotten over that one.
0: Well, what can you say? And then the Round Snake, just like fantasy football.
1: So it goes like one to eight and then eight to one? Yeah. So we kind of get two back-to-back picks. Yeah. With the Commanders in between.
0: So it be us, Commanders, Commanders us. Gotcha. So it'd be kind of fun. Go to the show notes to see this image. And I also posted it on social media, so you might have already seen it. But it's color-coded based on the teams.
1: You should put a guide on there. I feel like it's pretty obvious. Nope, it's definitely not.
0: I use the colors based on what, like the the team's prominent color. If you have a hard time figuring it out,
1: wait, wait, wait. What's in white? We didn't go over those.
0: Oh yeah. So all I did was I went through all the rosters on the website and I based it on that. And then there's three players that aren't on a roster that signed since the rosters came out. Yeah. So I threw them at the bottom because I don't know. I think they're unallocated, so I don't think they're a part of a team. Okay. But I don't know for sure. Okay. So they're down there. Gotcha. Garrett Grayson. Oh, I don't know what his status is. Is he going to be part of the draft since he... Or like once uh, the NFL season is over, can he just go to the Stallions? Like, how's that going to work? He was like the pick for like the Stallions are going to protect him. Not now.
1: Wow. Interesting. Actually, no,
0: they also have Tommy Armstrong, which apparently is a really good quarterback.
1: Yeah, we heard about him from someone. Nathan. Yep. Yeah. All right.
0: So I don't know. So I'm curious to how... That'll work. Or if he's cut from the practice squad after the draft, like does he just get a go to the stallions? Like, how's that going to work?
1: It's one of those kinks that it'll be interesting to see like how that plays out.
0: Yeah. And there's just something being the league that we are is something we're going to have to deal with players going back and forth through the NFL.
1: Yeah. So we'll get to see this in action.
0: Boom. Oh, that's all I got for you. What are you going to talk about next week?
1: Uh, coaches. Maybe. (laughs) We're never going to talk about the coaches.
0: If you are Jones and to find out who these coaches are, go to the website, MemphisAAF.com slash coach. And Isaac Simpson wrote an, an article covering everybody.
1: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, so check it out. We're also going to be generating a lot more content on the website soon, hopefully. Hopefully. There's been a lot of people to volunteer to write articles and cover different things. So hopefully a lot of shit will be coming out.
1: Yeah, check the website.
0: For sure. And follow us on social media if you haven't already. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I really don't. And subscribe. Uh, come to the meetup this Saturday at the arcade. If you follow the Memphis Facebook group, I talk about it there. So,
1: incessantly, you never stop.
0: I want people to go. Hey, if nothing else, come for a chance to hang out in the hub with me and get some free swag. There you go. Possibly. Reason enough. Boom.
1: And come to Crafts and Drafts.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: I'll be there. The Express will be there. Awesome, good times. Beer, other craft things. Again, this is a cross-song concourse from 10 to 4 this Saturday, November 10th.
0: Yeah, Khalil and Mark D from The Express are going to be uh, representing the team. That seems like a, uh, like a, a hip-hop group from the 90s.
1: Yeah, a 90s hip-hop group. Khalil
0: and Mark D? That's dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, that's all we got. Sorry about the break. Hopefully that won't happen again. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you next week.
0: Sexy.